welcome to day 316 of Shaped by the Word. We are in our third season together, the story of the prophets. Uh, we've been reading through the prophet Ezekiel. And of course, Ezekiel confronts us with some uh, incredible visions of the glory of God, uh, some incredible pronouncements of judgment, and of course, some beautiful you know, descriptions of restoration. And uh, last week, we left you with a a really incredible picture of God's power to bring life to that which is dead uh, in the vision of the Valley of Dry Bones. But not only is God restoring, you know, the people, he's restoring the nation of Israel. So as we come to the second half of chapter 37, we see God unifying a people that have been broken apart, uh, you know, since the time of Solomon. So uh, this week as we read, uh, we're going to be reading uh, one final statement of judgment. We're going to see a glorious temple, you know, unfold in front of us. Uh, but we see, you know, God working through uh, all things to bring things to a fitting conclusion in Christ Jesus. So before we read, as always, we uh, offer ourselves in this moment. We kind of breathe deep. We pause. Uh, remember that we are coming into the presence of God to hear the word of God, to respond to God deeply from our heart and to be transformed you know, as we read and as we hear and as we respond. So before we read, David, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Now let's pray. Father, what a gift it is to have time to, to look at your word, to read your word, and to have your word do a, a deep work in us and, and through us. And so we ask that as we uh, read Ezekiel here, um, that your word would do a great work, uh, work that only it can do. Um, help us to behold and see more of Christ. We pray all in his name. Amen. And by the way, I failed to tell you I'm Paul, here with uh, David and Matt as we read, One Nation Under One King. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, Ezekiel 37, 15, I'm sorry. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, take a stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Judah and the Israelites associated with him. Take another stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Joseph, that is to Ephraim, and all the Israelites associated with him. Join them together into one stick so that they'll become one in your hand. When your people ask you, won't you tell us what you mean by this? Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm going to take the stick of Joseph, which is in Ephraim's hand, and of the Israelites, tribes associated with him, and join it to Judah's stick. I will make them into a single stick of wood, and they will become one in my hand. Hold before their eyes the sticks you have written on, and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around and bring them back into their own land. I will make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel. There will be one king over all of them, and they will never again be two nations or divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols or vile images or with any of their offenses, for I will save them from all their sinful backsliding, and I'll cleanse them. They will be my people, and I will be their God. My servant David will be the king over them, and they will have one shepherd. Uh, they will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees. They will live in the land I gave to my servant Jacob, in the land where your ancestors lived. They and their children and their children's children will live there forever, and David my servant will be their prince forever. I'll make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant. I'll establish them and increase their numbers, and I'll put my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling place will be with them. I'll be their God, and they will be my people. And then the nations will know that I, the Lord, make Israel holy when my sanctuary is among them forever. 
So you have some wonderful statements of the covenants, you know, that we have been so carefully following, uh, especially, you know, the Davidic covenant and the restoration of one prince mm-hmm. in it forever. And I will place over them my servant, David. And of course, we know the ultimate fulfillment of this is in Christ Jesus. But the language is so vivid here. Uh, there'll be the restoration of the Davidic, you know, kinghood. And it will not just simply be, you know, a king reigning for a time, but a king reigning forever. And then you hear, you know, the the Sinai covenant or the covenant with Moses and the declaration that I will dwell among them, I will be their God, and they will be my people. Yeah, and this, I mean, think about like the news that this would have been for Israel when their kingdom has been ripped in two. And not only that, now, you know, the northern kingdom's been conquered by Assyria, southern kingdom by Babylon. And it's so not only do you have a restoration of, you know, of saying, I'm going to bring you out of exile, but I'm going to unite these kingdoms again as well. And you need to talk about the covenant form, but I'm going to plant my sanctuary among them forever. You know, I mean, not only are they longing to be out of exile back in the yeah. land, but they're longing to be back to the sanctuary, to the temple, to to have the glory restored. And all of a sudden God says, I'm going to dwell with my people forever. And, and of course, that's an earlier vision of Ezekiel where even before the temple was destroyed, the glory had left the temple. And of course, the glory had left, you know, Israel as a whole or God's presence, you know, had left you know, Israel as a whole. And, and of course, you know, shortly after the time of Solomon, the kingdom divided into two. They were uh, participated in civil war for most of, you know, most of that time. And uh, it'd been 200 years earlier that, uh, you know, the southern half of the kingdom had been a, or the northern half of the kingdom had been Am I right? Yeah, Northern Northern Southern. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Had been taken into exile, and they were assimilated into the people, so they were not even a a real people. So when you come to, uh, you uh, you know, come to Jesus' time, these are the hated Samaritans. They're Mm. they're neither pure in blood nor are they pure in their theology, and so those in Judah, you know, still have a sense of distance and separation and even hatred. You know, for the Samaritans, they may have hated the Samaritans more, you know, than they hated the nations. And uh, so whenever you know, God says to Ezekiel, take these two sticks and join them together, this is every bit the miracle of seeing people come back to life that were once dead, seeing a people to be unified that were not even a, a people anymore. And for God to gather them and to restore them and to make them one mm-hmm. is an incredible picture of the power. Of God, no. and that's one of the things I love. You know, we've talked about so much about different themes that run through Scripture and different ways of looking at the story. And, and one of the ways is what you're alluding to, Paul. Of there's so much division that's come after the fall. That the people, div- you know, divided against God, divided against each other. But one of the themes is the story of Scripture talks about how not just how we're unified back to God, but how we're unified back to one another. And we we see that really well. And in verses 23 and 24, I mean, just kind of seeing that idea of, you know, the people, they defile themselves, their idols, but then he's going to save them from all their sinful backsliding. I will cleanse them and they will be my people and I will be their God. And then the people get restored as well and the people get united and how the you know, New Testament talks about that all over the place with the new covenant of slave, Greek, Jew and free, everyone coming under the banner of kind of this, this, this new humanity or this new nation, however you want to describe it, under Christ. And so getting a glimpse of that here and even a greater glimpse in the new covenant. Yeah. And, it, you know, we have here a picture of Israel being uh, united, you know, almost impossibly. 
but we have a picture in the New Testament of uh, Israel being united with Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And of course, the language is very strong. I will take the two and make one new humanity. Uh, so we see even further miracle that all people are united through the work uh, of Christ that God is doing, you know, through the nation of Israel. And of course, again, that's a picture of the Abrahamic covenant. Mm -hmm. Uh, that I will bless you, and uh, you will become a, you know, a, a mighty people and a mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you. So we see in the New Testament, you know, the final uniting of all humanity in, in Christ Jesus. Yeah, and I can't help but of, of think. I mean, a couple of places where you know Jesus shows up and he says the kingdom of God has come near, and then all of a sudden he's you know at the well with the woman in Samaria, and she's wondering, you know, hey, where are we going to worship this mountain, that mountain? You know, what kingdom is essentially right? And mm -hmm. Jesus says, oh, there's a day that's coming. You know, you'll worship neither on those mountains, spirit and truth. You know, and then Paul reflecting on what Jesus has accomplished says that in Him, the new humanity, Jew and Gentile, has been joined together. You know, that we see the fulfillment of of this right here in the person and work of Christ. And, and, you know, the beauty is, you know, that God's presence among us and, of course, God's prince or God's ruler uh, or the Davidic king ruling over us, you know, which is a picture, mm -hmm. you know, of Christ Jesus himself. So it's a, this is a rich you know, forecast of, you know, as history works itself out, you know, God working through Israel and then from Israel through the nations uh, so that all people are united in Christ as one people and one nation. Uh, living under the peace, you know, that is brought by, you know, the new covenant in Christ Jesus. So it's a nice, a nice picture of the future, which uh, tomorrow's readings will not be nearly as nice because it's a revisitation of the theme of judgment. And this is not just a temporal judgment on you nations immediately, you know, surrounding uh, Israel, but will be a larger picture of the end time judgment and the final victory of good over evil or of God over his enemies in all of that. So enjoy this nice soft moment. Uh, uh, the next two days are going to be uh, days that are going to have some pretty incredible images you know, that come before us. So Matt, do you mind uh, closing us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, we thank you for the promises um, contained in and, and we, the way we see those fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Uh, Father, we, we are just grateful um, for for your presence with us, the, the reality that you have um, removed um, our idols, you have cleansed us of our sin in Christ Jesus, that you are continuing um, a, a great work in us. And so we ask that you would continue to do that more and more, that you would carry us to completion until the day of Christ Jesus and hold us fast um, to you. Uh, we thank you for your word. Would it continue to accomplish your purpose in us? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.